Global Heart Design presents the Parental Toolbox Podcast. Hello, this is Dana Guido. And this is Jim Guido. And we're here today on a podcast about reframe, replace, and rewire. We call this the three R's in our book, The Parental Toolbox for Parents and Clinicians. We wanted to spend some time talking about and elaborating on each one of the three R's, the reframe, the replace, and the rewire. So Jim, how about you start with telling us about the meaning of reframe? Yeah, I think most people are familiar with reframing or framing as like if you're taking a picture and you put it just the way you want it to look. We do that in many things where we put it in a context that makes sense to us and that best portrays what we're thinking and feeling. So with reframing, it's having people see things from a new perspective, having see things a way which may hopefully is more beneficial to them. Actually, the definition of wisdom could be often said as the ability to see things from many perspectives. That's when people have the idea of life lessons. Right. So as a clinician, as a therapist working with clients all different ages, And then also as a clinical supervisor working with therapists who are working with clients, I am using this skill of reframing consistently. It's something that I do multiple times in any session. People often are complaining about something or stuck in the way that they're seeing the issue, whether that's a relationship with another person or how the other person is not changing. It's oftentimes about how we see other people or other things around us. And the reframe that I help them with is, how can we look at this in a different way? So also, we talk about this as the strengths perspective. So we're really looking at it, and there's some positive light to something, or maybe just a neutral light. It doesn't always have to be positive. It could just be neutral. So we look at something in a way that is less blame-oriented. There's not so much pointing fingers and kind of insulting ways of experiencing something. Yes, and it's like so many times our children have had some bad experiences, and because of those bad experiences, they get kind of locked. They make negative predictions about what's going to happen at school or what a teacher is going to do to them or what their grades are going to be. And so it's very helpful for us to help them see things from a different perspective, see the opportunity rather than that they have this thing of like either failure or success. So our child might come home from school and be very upset about a specific grade that they got or something that they have to do at school that they don't like. And we can reframe the situation into what are they going to learn from it? Where is it that they could join or engage into that activity and really have some fun with it? Maybe take the opportunity if they didn't do well on a test or on a paper to try it again and at least have their own personal sense of accomplishment. So we're reframing that situation from a school situation. That would be one example of it. Yeah, and then also as your child gets older and they start to become an adolescent and blooming young adult, that if they view what we're asking to do is compliance, it comes off as kind of controlling and bossing. And their natural stage of development of having some feeling of autonomy or some independence, it inflames it and it makes it more than resistive. Where if we talk at that point in time, we reframe it rather than compliance, we talk about cooperation. So if you'll notice when you are reading the book that we oftentimes use the word cooperation, especially when we're dealing with kids who are 10, 12, and older. And we do talk about compliance for a very young age. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting because in our careers, Jim, working together, when we first started working in the 70s, we were taught about compliance and we were taught that we needed to get the kids to comply, follow our instructions, do what we told them to do. And when we were writing the book, we made a real choice of reframing that into cooperation. And, you know, maybe that represents being in the thousand, you know, teens or whatever this is called right now. And and really looking at that we want to cooperate with people. We want to collaborate and cooperate. And that's part of the mutual respect and having some harmony at home. So reframing is often what is it we want out of the situation rather than what is the lack and what we don't like. So when, when we're seeing something as the lack in our child, could we reframe it into what we want them to do, into the cooperation we could have with them or them with us? When we don't like w- what's happening to us, can we reframe it into what we want to have happen? And so then that gives us more of a goal setting, which, which really goes into treatment planning as well. Yes, and actually the last part that you said, Dana, it really fits into the second term that we're talking about, about replacing. And that is that what we're doing is when we're placing something, we aren't complaining or demonizing or suppressing or trying to extinguish what a person is doing, but we want to find a way for them to replace it. So we're reframing it rather than don't do this. We are replacing it by saying, do this. Right. So a couple examples would be for a very young child. I like to say this one a lot is that instead of saying, don't run across the street, we say, hold my hand while we're crossing the street. If they're antsy and they, you know, they kind of want to run a lot, then you might say, let's hold hands and skip across the street together so that you're cooperating with them. You're making it fun. You're kind of having some play in it. And that would be with a young child. With a, maybe another age child, I mean, this could go with any age, the child's yelling and screaming, um, hollering about something, we could say, could you please talk softly so I can hear you? And so we're framing it, and then we are replacing that behavior. So it, it gets changed, and they know what the replacement is. The replacement is, let's skip across the street while holding hands with you. The replacement is, let me talk softly so you can understand and hear what I'm saying. They know what to replace the behavior with. Yes. So one real major difference so that you understand the difference between replace and reframe is replacing has to do with habits and behaviors. Maybe how you're using the words, but you're actually looking at what is the habit that is causing conflict, maybe hurting the child's self-esteem, having them maybe get into unnecessary conflicts with teachers or bosses or that type of thing. And you're having them replace it with a behavior which is more acceptable, shows respect to other people, has people kind of be drawn to them, etc. What you're focusing on for your child is whenever doing the thing that you want them to do, put a lot of attention on it. So you focus on what they are to do, and when you recognize it, you praise it, you support it, so they have the experience. So often work with parents, they walk into the room with me and they say, my kid doesn't follow any instructions ever. They just never listen to me. And then I sit in the room with them, and their mom says, uh, sit down over here, and the kid sits down over there. And she says a couple other things. And the mother's focused on the fact that when there's a certain type of area, the child, maybe it's house cleaning, maybe it's doing their schoolwork, and they don't follow instructions very well. But what helps is if the child is, feels recognized and appreciated 
for what the things they are doing, they're going to be more pliable and open to starting to do the replacement behaviors. Right. With those replacement behaviors, we want to be practicing them over and over and over with our child. So that's where the rewiring comes in. The habit is is becoming more of a, it's habitual. The habit becomes something that's more comforting to the person. They're used to doing it. And a lot of that comes in if we can replace behaviors with fun things or with playful things, things that are going to have successful outcomes. Um, and so we want to also tie it into rationales. We talk a lot in the book about how to do child centered rationales or adolescent rationales that adolescents are going to attune to so that they understand them and they can accept them. We want this all to be rewired in their brain around success so that they're feeling great. There is then the the reframe, the replace, the rewire. We reframe something negative to something positive or something goal-directed that we want to do. We replace it then with a behavior, a habit. We replace it with maybe even a thought that we think of it differently. And then our brain does get rewired the more that we practice it, the more that we do that. It just ends up that that's what we're doing in life. And so now that tool is set. And from a parent point of view, oftentimes our care and concern is interpreted by our child as being anger, frustration, battle of wills, and logic. And the more we use the words of care and concern, I'm on your side and I support you. Therefore, we're framing it that way. They experience it that way. And we're talking about what they're to do rather than what they're not to do. And that starts to rewire their brain, do those things, and feel good because they're being complimented. They're being praised. They're being supported. And it's a lot easier to do rather than it being on the level like, don't do this. If I said to someone, don't think about turtles, they're going to think about turtles. (laughs) And the more we talk about don't do something, we're actually, we're wiring our kid to be objectionable to it, to be in conflict. Yet when we pose what to do, it's a joining process. It doesn't feel like compliance. It feels like cooperation. It feels like teamwork. And then there we have the mutual harmony that's going on and the mutual respect. So in each chapter, we talk about reframe, replace, rewire, the three R's. And what we're hoping is, is that as you're using the tools and the skills in the book, that you are finding ways to reframe the situation so that it doesn't seem hopeless. It seems that there is a lot of possibility for change. And then you replace that behavior, that habit, that thought. In fact, then you will be rewiring your brain. So we hope this has been helpful and have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. This recording is a production of Global Heart Design in partnership with Warp Records. If you'd like to learn more about this content, please visit theparentaltoolbox.com.